Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Top Chef Wrap Up. I'm Haley Strong. I I talk a lot in emojis. Like I would say I heavily use maybe like six emojis. Um, and if you regularly text with me, you probably know what they are. Kurt Clark, what's your favorite emoji? Uh, uh, I bounce back and forth between the little chick that has like his arms out to the side, like what? Uh, that's you know popping out of the egg because I find that that just confuses people. Like it's a great out of context just emoji, and then just the um, the robot emoji. Um, mm, yeah. Because I'm emotionless and uh, you know still trying to figure out how to feel feelings. I would say one of my favorite emojis to use when I am being like sarcastic because it doesn't always convey through text or when I'm speaking. Um, I like to use the cowboy hat, like the smiley with a cowboy hat. Because it just feels like so absurd that it's like, okay, I know you're not serious. Yeah, I like to I like to go in and get some of like the deeper cut emojis that are never that are like underutilized. And yeah. um, so like, well, uh, like, to- the, like like the green leaf. Uh, oh, yeah. The green leaf. I, I feel like I feel like over here, the green leaf has a little bit different connotation. <laughs> different different cluster different cluster of leaves yeah it was 420 this week so latonia is not with us this week but we love her very much and hope she you know is with us next week but let's get let's get right into right into the quick fire yeah we have give me a moment here 
Gagan Anand um, as a guest judge, and all of the chefs were very excited to see him. Um, have you heard of him before? Like, do you know his work? Uh, I do not. Um, I, though, appreciate his fashion sense. Oh, me too. Like, where do I find those pants? I want to be comfy and stylish at the same time. Yes, I did. I did have to even rewind at one point because I think when he and I think it was when they were re-entering the kitchen uh, to do the judging. Uh, I, I did have to rewind. Like, did he have? Did he have bare feet? He didn't. Because <laughs> I, um, it's. But I think that would have been an interesting choice for the kitchen. I think we there would have been some disagreement there on that choice. I feel like but, you're just not allowed. Yeah, exactly. Like, like no open-toed shoes in any kitchen whatsoever. Hair you know how many bare times feet. I've dropped like a knife on my foot? Like so many. Steel-toed boots versus like complete lack of footwear is probably the way to go. I agree. Um, I have two questions for you. Yes. Um, how do you feel about those sneakers where like you you see your toes? It's like I think they're like the Vibram brand or something. Where it's like sure. The, like, I, feel like like the, were, I feel like they were. I feel like they were popular ten more. years ago, but like I haven't seen them in a while. I yeah, I associate them with uh, 2010s North Face mm. Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, like they're gloves for your feet, kind of, uh, versus the normal mitten shoes we all wear. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I've I've never worn them. Um, I would be curious. I I had been previously curious, like, oh, I wonder how those feel. Um, but not enough to actually go through in the past decade plus and actually try them. It feels like it's the sort of thing you'd almost need, like molded for your feet i don't know yeah i've heard they're really good for running because it like makes your little like foot muscles all good um and then i i believe for me it would be a sensory nightmare i i would hate having all that between my toes the reason i bring it up (laughs) yeah exactly uh the the reason i bring it up is because i thought maybe he was wearing those shoes because you felt like you could see toes but he seems like a Crocs person. He does seem like a Crocs person, doesn't he? I, I yeah. mean, I, my sister-in-law bought me platform Crocs for Christmas. And when I opened them, I was shocked. I was like, whoa. But now, honestly, I hate to say I am a big fan of them. They are great for putting around the kitchen. I like to wear them to the Y when I'm going for a swim. Very comfortable. You know, I can't complain. You, not wear them in, you don't wear them in the pool. <laughs> no, I would just be like floating along. No, I wear them into the gym, into which in the locker room I change into my flip flops. And Got that, it. yeah, that's how I have to do that. And then my second question is Would you ever wear a bucket hat in public? No, I'm, I'm already not a hat person in general. Although, when I went to Sydney for work one year, I bought three hats there. <laughs> and one of them, and, uh, none of them were bucket hats. Um, like I think I got like a flat cap and I got uh, like something that looks vaguely like what might be an Australian cowboy hat. Um, but but even then, like typically, like I've not worn any of those in the past couple of years. I'm just not a hat person. Mm. I'm definitely not a bucket cap person. Yeah, I don't think I could pull off a bucket hat. I couldn't. Um, Gagan can, though. I also liked I like the vibes he was giving. He was I, I feel like oftentimes or not oftentimes, but. I would say maybe in like the mid seasons of Top Chef when we have these like famous top like famous chefs on who like did these crazy things with food. They would like give off this like very cold 
um, not like I'm better than you, but like I'm better than you kind of impression where I just like, I really appreciated the way Gagan came into the kitchen. Um, I felt like he was very supportive of everyone. It reminded me of, uh, I can't remember which year it was in, 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 in college where I took a computer science course that was basically intro to Photoshop. And I was the instructor for that course was the most right brained computer scientist ever in terms of like creativity. And like, he was very Bob Ross in terms of like merging happy little trees with the digital landscape sort of thing, just the way he talked. And that's kind of how, like, I think I agree with you that it feels like when we've had like creativity in the kitchen previously, it's been almost through the lens of molecular gastronomy and it's been very sterile and scientific creativity. So like left brain creativity, whereas he was much more the story and the almost like, you know, right. People are going to push back and the, you know, you know, and say like, you know, creativity is right brain. I, I disagree, but I think it's, it's more of that, like, you know, softer creativity versus clinical creativity. Yeah, no, I think that's an, like an excellent way to verbalize kind of how I was feeling about it. He just has, like, has this whimsy about him that I, yeah. I love. That you don't often see in that profession necessarily, or at least people at that level. In their profession. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the quick fire challenge was to create a dish inspired by emoji. Um, and just so <laughs> you know, I went, I did go into chat GPT and say, Hey, the, you know, what, what, what are some suggestions for each of these emojis for dishes you can make? So as we go through, I'll throw in what, uh, what they I had suggested. I even threw, I even threw in the, um, unused rainbow and unicorn emojis that were mm-hmm. on the board just to see what the some suggestions were. But I had some, I had some issues with some elements of this challenge. And as much as I liked Gagan, I did not appreciate him Gagan-splaining the meaning of some of the emojis to the contestants. So we'll get to this. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that very much. Um, I, I felt like this was almost like a little too loose <laughs> for some of these people. Like I feel like Tom probably heard this challenge and it was like, what? hell am i doing because he is very much that like clinical creativity i feel like yeah um but i it it was also there was something that just felt weird about this episode overall given that apart from shopping they never left the 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 top chef kitchen yeah like like we i think they even commented on you know it being odd to see the judges there it's not often you get the elimination challenge in the kitchen itself and i was trying to figure out like did something fall through like did you know but it but you don't just like did they have to whip this together but like there was enough i think so i i didn't feel like it but it's like the 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 level of the like the emoji board that they made and those those you know we'll talk about the dishes that um uh you know delivered to have them try before the the kickoff of the elimination challenge like it didn't like there was enough intricacy to how each of the challenges was introduced. It didn't feel like it was put together on the fly, but it just felt weird to have them in the kitchen the entire time. It felt really simple to only have the four of them dining. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and I also, I, if I was producing this challenge, I feel like all of the emojis I would have picked would have not had any food connotation whatsoever. Agreed. Like, cause it was weird. Like you had the, the, uh, the not sushi, the nigiri, you and and you had like squid, uh, but then you had like 
unicorn. Well, I mean, depending on where you source your proteins, <laughs> you, you might it might have accidentally had real unicorn. Um, but I, I liked. I, I I agree. It was it was weird having some abstract emojis and some concrete emojis. Yeah. So Buddha Buddha we had um he had the freezing emoji and he made freezing myself to death, which is a frozen coconut water, coconut cream, and coconut sorbet with damson plum and candy ginger. It looked like he pulled the mold out of his mold collection. Um and he was probably the most excited or person most excited to see Gagan because I feel like Buddha Buddha's style is very much in line with this, like that kind of whimsical. Um and obviously it was a good dish. He he won this quick fire. A spoiler alert before we get to the other dishes, but he won this one. Yeah, this was a very mold heavy episode for uh for our friend Buddha. Mold with a U, not with a, like well wait it's, it's no oh, yeah, it was still M O L D here. Mold mold as in a, a cast versus a uh, a fungal infection. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe not infect, but just let you know, um chat GPT, a dish that could be in Inspired by the freezing face emoji, could be a chilled seafood platter with oysters, oh. shrimp, and ceviche served on a bed of ice. The dish could be finished with a spicy mignonette and a sprinkle of sea salt. That I love. I love that idea. Ooh, chat. But chat, you are doing stuff to me. And the, yeah, but I, I liked the the. I, I feel like the the name. I think the name came a little bit from like the mold, and we'll see that again mm-hmm. in the elimination challenge. But uh, but still, like also the fact that you got a little bit of like the redness from uh, digging in uh, from the plum and the raspberry that were in there. Um, Nicole had the disguised emoji and she had my favorite interpretation. I think I thought it was really cool where she went with this and she made a crispy mm-hmm. meatball with cum up stained with pand- pandan leaf. So the crispy rice was on the outside of the meatball. So it was like hidden. I really, I thought it was super playful and simple and like delicious. I really love what she did here. And she was in the top. I, yeah, I would have loved to have tried this one. Um, it was like, a, is, is it arancetta, which is like the the kind of the crispy rice meat Italian dish, I think. I'm Something gonna, like well, that. Um, uh, you'll forgive me for not pulling that up um chat gpt says a dish inspired by the disguise face emoji could be a plan a classic dish like spaghetti carbonara interesting yet also in italian but with a twist instead of spaghetti the dish could use thinly sliced zucchini noodles to re- to create the appearance of the disguise face emoji that's too much chat gpt the dish could be finished with a creamy sauce made from egg yolks bacon and parmesan cheese eh. no that's not disguising quite enough for me no it's like using zucchini noodles instead of pasta and like, it's like it's what? 2014 and I'm on Tumblr and like all the diet blogs are like, this is what you should do. And it's like, no, I'm not eating zucchini as noodles. I'm eating zucchini as zucchini, my friend. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, Ali had what he called the green leaf emoji, um, but it was the four leaf clover. And I thought it was a little rude of them to be like, it's the four leaf clover. Yes. And he's like, is, I don't give a shit. Like, what do I care? This, this is what bugged me. This was the, uh, um, the 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 issue I had that I mentioned earlier, the gagansplaining of the emojis. It's like it was they were supposed to do something inspired by the emoji. I know there's different people will interpret them things slightly different, but especially if it's a cultural yeah. thing, as it seemed to be. Like I'm hoping that it doesn't seem like he was in the bottom because of a misinterpretation no, of the I emoji. Don't think so. 
But it's also a little bit striking that the two people they called out on misinterpreting the emoji, both Ali and Victoire, were in the bot. But I'm hoping it was dish issues and that like it, it would have been interesting. A dish you, yeah. Um, it would have been interesting to see. Uh, like he took it as green leaves and made like, you know, you know, salad type. Yeah, like uh, would they have rathered him poured out a bowl of Lucky Charms and serve that to them? Like, what do they want? I liked his interpretation. I like that he was like green leaf. That's what I'm going for. I'm going. I thought I, his dish was like, honestly, probably the one I would have reached for first because I just thought it looked so gorgeous and like beautiful and refreshing. And and ChatGPT didn't differ too much from his. It's a dish inspired by the four leaf clover emoji. Could be a green salad with four different leafy greens, such as arugula, spinach, watercress, and kale. The salad could be dressed with a bright vinaigrette made with herbs like parsley, cilantro, and basil. So it leaned into the green leafiness as well. It just leaned into the four uh, leaves of the clover in, in addition as an additional element. So, you know what? Leave Ali alone. Yeah, leave leave Ali alone. And I don't think this is my Ali bias speaking. I really don't. I do think it was just like I was a little, I was a little annoyed. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it didn't sound like he even. He didn't sound like he even. Though, yeah, I mean, it, like well, he was like, I don't care that that's not like he was like, they, oh, it's a four leaf clover. Like that adds no I mean, context to him. Yeah, it said like it, it means luck. He's like, oh, for luck. Thank you. Like I didn't, I don't think he even like connected what they were saying in yeah. terms of the, but. Uh, Tom had the queen emoji and he kind of made a dish based on his mother. So um, he made creamy sauerkraut with smoked trout and amaranth puffs. Is that the queen emoji? I mean, they didn't correct him, so it must be. Um, like I, I, I thought of it as just a crown emoji, oh, uh, like a royalty emoji versus yeah, well. necessarily a queen. But, well, yeah, they didn't uh, correct him. Hmm. No, so they, they, it must be the queen. But um, the uh, chat GPT edition inspired by the crown emoji could be a decadent lobster bisque served in a regal looking bowl or with a garnish of edible gold leaf. The bisque could be topped with a crown of delicate pastry or a dollop of caviar. So it like was that. like going extravagant. Uh, Victoire had the uh, sushi but nigiri emoji and she yeah, made so what she called the sushi. That's what I, I mean. Like, sorry, I would. I, I, I actually do think there's like a little a roll sushi emoji, but you know, um, she made poached scalloped and shrimp rice with gooseberries. I would say this dish probably didn't come together, and that's why she was in the bottom. But I was a little annoyed that he's like, "Well, you didn't make nigiri. Like, this isn't like nigiri is supposed to be raw. Like, we're not making like." like tom didn't have to like recreate a crown with his dish like it was just inspired by it so i was perfectly fine with the approach victoire took here yeah it was that that bugged me a little bit like i i like when when ali described his emoji as the green leaf emoji i'm like oh that's a clover i hope that doesn't ding you here i would have been like yeah that's the sushi emoji without having seen the actual sushi yeah. emoji like i that's where my mind would have went went as well um but i mean i know the difference but at the same time like if you do what's inspired by you like 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 tom's was he saw the crown he thought queen he thought he talked about how uh you know his his dad used to take him and his brother up for king's day when it was really, he realized later on in life that it was actually Queen's Day for his mom because he got all the guys out of the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and then, and he, and he did a dish that was 
kind of that that made him think of of that memory. Um, it's like so, yeah. Lighten up, judges. <laughs> yeah, and then like, it, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I feel like there shouldn't have been any direct food emojis, but you know, we yeah, have one person in the middle, one person in the bottom, and one person in the top with the food emoji. But you know, whatever. Uh, Sarah had the sun emoji, and she made burnt eggplant puree, gold bar squash, and green zucchini because she made all. What are they called? Nightshades. She the nightshade nightshades. family. And then Pat was like. Ooh, is zucchini a nightshade? And Sarah's like, yeah. And then the producer was like, it's not. And she's like, well, whatever. (laughs) I believe she said, beep. Um, Funny. She was in the middle. Um, Dale had the heart emoji. He made chicken noodle soup, kind of uh, because that's like, you know, a comfort dish his mother would make. I really loved where he went with this, but I do think Padma's correct in saying that, like, that flavor that you want from a chicken noodle soup does take a little bit longer than the allotted time they had. But I do appreciate that he like tried to hand roll his noodles and everything. It was just a little bit of a rough episode for our good friend Dale here. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, I, I didn't appreciate Gagan's comment at the end is like, it'd be very difficult to recreate the heart emoji in 30 minutes. Like then, then don't put it on the, like, says who <laughs> like i'm sorry then what's yeah when, what's the point yeah i don't like know it, man. i mean it's like given especially something that's abstract like heart emojis like yeah. he, he says that but well, yeah, i don't see how you could do a heart dish in 30 minutes and like it, i'm like okay i bet you could you know just tell the right story um Gabri had the flame emoji and he made a red shrimp chili atole with gooseberries. This looked incredible. I really love um what Gabri did here and I love where he went with it. And I would order this and I would like to have this side by side with Ali's mixed herb salad. So when the spiciness gets too much, I can go to the little cooling cucumber soup and have a nice time. But wouldn't you want Buddha's like just you know frozen one to, to ultimate cool down. Um, when something's called like freezing myself to death, or like when there's uh, like a, I'm I don't know if you've realized this about me, Kurt, but I'm like soft and airy and like like nice things and cute things, and like my whole room is pink, and I just like like delicate, delicate, pretty stuff, and like skulls are not it for me. I appreciate nothing, nothing extreme about Haley Strong. There's nothing extreme. <laughs> of, I mean, I think that's fair. Unless you want to say like I'm extremely annoying or like soft or basic. <laughs> you are not. You are her. not. Thanks. I appreciate that. But yeah, the skull, anything with a skull, like I'm not like drawn towards it, especially when it comes in food. Like I'm good. Thank you. Um, Charbel had the duck emoji. He made a slow-cooked duck with fennel braised in oranges. That sounds delicious. How do you slow cook a duck in 30 minutes? But I don't cook duck, so. Um, what? I think we've missed a couple chat GPT dishes. It's fine, nothing. Oh, it's no, all good. Okay. It's all good. I'll just, yeah, I'll just, nothing, nothing that's like, oh, the dish inspired by duck could be Google. duck, you know? <laughs> Um, and then Amar had the banana emoji and he made a roasted yellow plantain with miso butterscotch, Stilton blue cheese and crispy bacon. That sounded really cool. Rich, yes. but cool. I I was 
blown away by all the elements of this and curious how mm -hmm. it would like pair with the with the plantain. This so, like, does feel like the bun. most Kurt dish to me. Like the most oh, you like things that are like all over not all over the place, but you like these crazy big flavors combined. Just Blue cheese and bacon, like. yes. Miso butterscotch, tell me more. Paired with like the plantain. Huh. Okay. I will try this. And I will hopefully like it and make it the thing I get all the time. <laughs> I, the, um, I, di I did ask ChatGPT what it would do for a uh, uh, the rainbow emoji and the unicorn emoji, a couple mm -hmm. of the unselected ones. Uh, you know, a dish inspired by the rainbow emoji could be a colorful bowl of fresh and roasted vegetables arranged in a rainbow pattern. Mix of red and yellow peppers, purple eggplant, green zucchini, orange carrots. So very literally colors of the rainbow. And the unicorn, whimsical rainbow colored cake layered with fluffy vanilla buttercream and decorated with fondant unicorns and sprinkles. I did say, uh, can you make sure this could be made in 30 minutes? Uh, and I think GPT ignored that because I don't see how you're doing a... Uh, a a tiered cake and a, a full tiered unicorn yeah. multicolor with edible glitter and a sprinkle of magic. Uh, oh, well. where 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 at Whole Foods yeah. did they get the sprinkle of magic? Uh, in the in the deli section. Uh, so, uh, so, oh, so Amar, our, oh my gosh, Buddha wins this one and he gets immunity, immunity, immunity for the eliminate. Which apparently means is you're on, you're responsible for the alcohol purchase when you go shopping. I think that's fair. Because I don't know. If, did, you, did you catch that where they were mm -hmm. like, "How much? Did, how much have you spent?" Okay, then you have enough money left over to buy us, you know, booze. So hilarious. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And then we lead into the elimination challenge. Um, first, the top chefs get to do a little tasting themselves. Um, they are presented with a dish. It is the like a world map um, in rainbow colors. And then they have to hold it up and lick it. Um, I appreciate the whimsy of this. Do not sign me up for licking a plate on television. Uh, what about not on television? 
No, I don't think so. The what's funny is the um, so when I was in London, the the day I landed, I I did a tasting menu meal, uh, 12, 12 courses, not the twenty one, and the very first. Uh, uh, three courses kind of served together. They're all like a mousse bouche, uh, small little bites. One of them was a smear on a plate that you had to lick. Um, so I was like, oh, I've actually done this before. <laughs> I feel like I'm a pro at licking plates, but it was, uh, yeah, no, it, but it was, it was really good. And it was funny because this was a place where they had the staggered dinner starts like every 15 minutes. And so as more people were starting, I got to yeah. watch everybody else lick their plates and watch them react to being told that the intent was that they had to lick their plates. I just don't um, want to do it. I just don't want to do it. How else would you eat this? I, I, like was, I would have to. I would feel very uncomfortable yeah. doing it. I don't know why. It's just like not my thing. What if there was like a a um, a uh, a modesty shield that they would bring out and just place over you? Would that would that be funny. even more more uh, draw? That would draw more attention. Um, I, I, it's it's just like I don't. Also, I have I have like a big nose, so like the plate is like uncomfortable. For, I don't like. I don't know. I just don't want it. I just like don't like when things hit my nose and because it sticks out so much further than the rest of my face, like it does hit a lot. Like I was doing like I went to a wine tasting recently and they use like the tiny, tiny glasses and I either have to like get like under the nose to drink or like my whole nose is in it and that's not a thrill for me. Can I have a straw please? Um, <laughs> yeah. The I, I was intrigued to try it though because it sounded like it wasn't just because it was like that, that the 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 range of mm. colors across the map of the of the world, and it sounded like it was a, the, like very thoughtfully arranged. Where, it, and and I and I think I think it was Buddha that had referenced it, but I was thinking about oh the the schnozberries taste like schnozberries, mm-hmm. like from from a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, uh, the lickable wallpaper. So it was it was interesting that they were able to pick out amongst like the different. Uh, colors on the plate like this tastes like this and this tastes like this and that you could actually pick up the distinct components of the different elements of the map i thought that that would have been really interesting to try it would it definitely would have been and i wish i got like a better idea of what this actually was um because mm-hmm. i feel like i still don't totally understand but you know uh, art art is uh subjective um so the elimination challenge was to create a visually stunning dish that sends a message and can be eaten without utensils. Kurt, here's something about me. I don't like eating with my hands. I don't, I don't like my hands being like sticky or like having stuff on them. Like even if I put like a moisturizer on in the morning, like I have to go wash my hands because I hate the feeling of like stuff on my hands. I eat every meal with like a napkin, like even like snacks. I have like a desk napkin. I have a downstairs napkin. Like I just like a, wait, 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 a, a napkin that lives downstairs in the uh, living so room. Do are these like fabric? napkins then well, yeah because i'm trying to be a little bit more environmentally conscious so I oh, like, okay like i have a towel <laughs> that i just that's not a napkin that's a towel hey <laughs> well it's in the bathroom cupboard and you know <laughs> yeah i'm trying to be better about not using as, as much paper towel so i just don't like like even like chicken wings i'm like i like i'll eat them because i like 
like them, but I just like I don't like the feeling. Or if I even eat like a greasy pizza, I'm like. So do you like not like sandwiches? Um, it depends. Well, usually a sandwich is like dry on the outside. Okay, it's it's moist hands hands. Yeah. Okay. But like, if I put the sandwich down and it gets in like this the drip of sauce, like then I don't. I'm like not thrilled anymore. Apples. I okay. So this goes back to my braces days. I cut them up in slices. I prefer that too, actually. Um, oh, okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, I also like, or like anytime, or like even like uh, like a nectarine, I will chop up like that because the idea of like biting into it and the juice running down my hand, I don't like. I'm, I am. I am judging you and laughing at you. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even. I am not even pretending that this is a. Oh, that's interesting. Like that is crazy. Yeah. We all have our quirks, don't we? We do all have our quirks. Yeah, I don't like eating food where I don't know when I'm done with it. Meaning apples. Like there's always a little bit more apple. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you know, chicken wings. Like at least ribs are pretty fall off the bone. It's pretty mm-hmm. black and white in terms of where you are. But but other like you know, other other things like bananas, you eat them whole. Um, I you know, berries. I don't eat bananas whole. I chop them up in little medallions. I should say you don't. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. There's the there's the there's yeah, the peel and there's a yeah, banana. You, there's, there's no, no confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like peaches, I like because like those are uh, there's a pretty defined pit in the center, but like an apple core, it's like where does the apple stop and the core starts? I, that's why I, that's why I cut it so I don't so, yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. Same. Um, okay. Anyway. Well, we don't, we've we've learned a little bit about our our own quirks. <laughs> a, th- a thrill for you and me. By yes. that, by you, I mean the listeners, not for Kurt, because now Kurt is like. Um, <laughs> so the, for those who were not watching on camera, there was something that Kaylee just mouthed. I did a swear. Three um, level, three letters, three letters. W. Anyway. So they each had a message. Ali, his was climate change, so he made a mushroom coupe with chickpea mousse and pickled grape leaves. So. His point was that um, the culture he comes from is pretty meat heavy. And one of the ways to combat climate change is to um, incorporate more plant based dishes into your diet. And I love the way that he took a traditionally meat based dish from his culture, very like a very Middle Eastern dish. And made it with mushrooms, and that sounds great. And this sounds it so does. delicious. Because I think they, he was saying that, like, normally it's it's a lamb based yeah. dish, I believe. And and um, you know, Tom was even commenting on how like the, like a good choice, like a like a very impactful choice in 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 that decision to like swap it out, and the, like played nicely with the story, like. Side note: We had storms here on Thursday night, and so the the first two dishes were not captured on my DVR. It was a kind of that pixelated oh. thing, so I had to go back and watch those on uh, on Bravo TV. But um, yeah, the this just you know that message that was being sent with each of these dishes in, in some some instances was a little bit more clear than others. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We will get, we'll there. get there. I'm looking at a few that I'm like, I know what my favorite is. The my favorite, you know. 
WTF moment, but we'll get to it. Um, and then uh, Mars um, is, oh yeah, Ali won. Oh, Ali won yeah, with yeah. this. Congratulations to boyfriend Ali for a, yet another elimination challenge. Win. It was kind of fun seeing Ali, Amar, and Charbel. Like I, I kind of do group them together, and they are kind of like the three amigos. So it was fun seeing them all at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, Amar, he his message was travel is the best way to get to know a people's culture. Uh, he made a seafood sausage wrapped in green papaya, peanut and to- tomato purees, dehydrated herbs and toasted peanuts. And his was one of the swipe dishes, right? Where you like <laughs> have the item, which is the seafood sausage, and you move it across the plate to get all the sauces and like pick up the peanuts at the end. Yeah. And this is one of the instances where it worked. <laughs> Yeah, we're, 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 there, there's there something that would be a little bit less successful. But um, yeah, this was uh, this sounded amazing. I've had kind of this uh, papaya salad before, but obviously not like in this kind of more deconstructed way. And um, it, it I, I almost got the feeling that in some cases for some of these dishes, the chefs were like, and they'll be able to figure out how to eat it with their hands. Like it wasn't necessarily yeah. thoughtfully approached. But this was thoughtfully approached. I agree. And he was in the top with this as well. Buddha was really excited about this elimination challenge. He was like, I don't care if I have immunity. I'm going balls to the wall. I feel like he maybe got too excited with like the creativity of the challenge that he didn't necessarily focus on like the actual food aspect. So I'm like a little perplexed at what he made. So he made a caramelized onion and black garlic puree. Um, really at Savarin shallot and bread crumble with pickled vegetables and the way he said it earlier on in the episode was that he was making like a cheese dip yeah it was, and I think that was the brulat Savarin I believe is like that that element um, making sure I'm, I'm uh, yeah, brulat Savarin cheese soft ripe and triple cream cow's milk with at least 72% fat and dry matter uh yeah so i think that was his, that was his cheese element but um the i i I've, he he entered this challenge going so he he felt like you know the, the the best way to do this is to start with the story and then to make the food that inspires it whereas yeah. i think what he was saying was that you know some people just make a dish and then figure out what's a story i can shoehorn into this but I do think he might have shoehorned the hand mold into it. Like, I think he had this Mother Nature idea and he saw he had a hand mold and he was like, hands of Mother Nature. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> if he was if he was really going from the hands of Mother Nature, I would have loved to see like more raw elements to it. Yeah. Um, like, please don't get me wrong. I do want to eat this on a oh, yes. and call it a day. But like what like what was the vehicle for it? The pickled vegetables? Yeah, I believe so. Interesting. Well, really, yeah. I prefer a carb to dip it in stuff, but, you know, that's me. Um, Tom. 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 Kurt, what was Tom's <laughs> message? The mentor, the pumpkin. For what reason? I think because he liked pumpkin Mm, 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 mm. um he made a ginger and turmeric mousse with pumpkin and carrot chutney carrot and pumpkin gel felt like we were focusing a lot on this and like the molds and like the 
moose setting. And I really thought maybe this like wasn't going to go well. And like the time and oh, did he take it out too early? And now it's defrosting. And like, can we get it in this little square box? And it was like, what? <laughs> it felt like everything was like one degree away from being perfect. Like they said at the end, like I, I had no fear of him going home. Because yeah. they commented on how amazing it tasted. And apologies, Tom, if you're listening. I'm sure there was more to this than the fact that you like pumpkin. Um, I just wasn't sure where to take the mentor uh, part of that, unless that was a, a typo in the you know closed captioning. Um, but yeah, just the fact that it this was the one that was just difficult to eat with one's hands. And the fact that the moose didn't set quite right. Like Tom even had said at the end that you know, if the moose had set in the way I think Tom had intended and they'd been able to pick this up and actually eat it by hand, he would have won the challenge. And Tom was like, oh, damn. I, I don't think that's true, <laughs> to be honest. You, you don't think that's true? No, I don't. They were I, blown away by the flavors. And, and yeah, but, was, I, I, but OK, but why is Tom going to lie to us, Haley? to pump up other tom's tires a little bit be like well you gotta you gotta try harder or else you could have won like i really like i i don't believe that if tom's moose said that he would have won this like this i mean if we're really looking at the element of the story being like a part of this challenge like his story didn't make any sense like i tom don't get me wrong i adore you you know that but whatever (laughs) Uh, that's, and, and then the, the it did seem like even if the if it had set right and it hadn't like started to defrost too early, the decision to put it in the little box made it difficult to like actually even like yeah grab it like like at least like a museum I, exhibit. Listen, or, I'm tired. Like I, I've said it this season, I am over the weird serving. Like give it on a plate. <laughs> I just want in a plate or a bowl or like a serving receptacle that makes sense nestled into a bed of pumpkin seeds could have been interesting and then they could have actually been seasoned and like you eat those too like little mm, possibly like that snacky thing but to put it to put it in like a case that i put like my commemorative baseballs in like was an odd choice fair um sarah I want to give a shout out to Sarah this episode. I felt like we got a couple instances throughout the episode of her pumping. And I just want to give a shout out to her because that is draining. That is so hard. And she is sending her breast milk to her child across the world. And, you know, I just good for you, Sarah. Good for you. You rule. You're doing some cool shit here. Appreciate Uh, and she's and like, she doesn't give two shits. No, like she's, no it. <laughs> she's very casual about it, and I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah's message was slow down and enjoy all the sweet things in life. And I really, I, I think maybe, I don't know. I like the way she like paired her food with that message. Um, so she made a pecan slow roasted pork rib with cocoa buttermilk. This looked incredible. This this is a again, curtain dish. This is this is this is a curtain dish. Even though it's one of the, it, it does borderline the that that when when am I done with this? But again, yeah. the fact that they they even said like it was it was it was like falling off the bone without falling off the bone. Like mm-hmm. it, they could still it was a good way to eat it with. You could with still pick it up and eat it. Like yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to. I this just 
This looked amazing. And I, I just want to try really, a really dessert hard meat. mesh. Dessert hard, meat. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't end up in the top with this, but I kind of yeah. get why some of the others were in the top instead. Um, Dale, his message was don't be ignorant because he thought Mexican food wasn't going to be good. And obviously it's delicious because obviously like, it's delicious. Like, like, or like, it was like overly simplistic almost. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of complexity to it. And then he discovered mole. <laughs> I mean, that feels crazy to me. I feel like Mexican food is like the most complex, but you know. Yes, yeah, just look at Gabri making like making 43 ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dale made a roasted chicken thigh with corn custard, mole, pineapple, and picket, pickled jalapeno and nuts. It seemed like the major issue they had. Oh, yeah, this was another swipe dish. The yeah. major issue they had was that the chicken was not like cooked well. Or They called it flabby. Oh, there's nothing I want less than flabby chicken. Like, I can't even think about it. No, like, it's, it, it used, I saw this being. Because at this point, the only real negative commentary we we'd had was on Tom, and I knew, and and this was much worse commentary than Tom's was. Yeah. So I was not feeling good for Dale here. Although my favorite part was uh, on the U.S. broadcast right before they 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 had just delivered the feedback to the bottom three, and it was a commercial break. And when they were coming back, they were going to deliver the bad news. And during that commercial break, it was BMW wants to congratulate Dale for winning Last Chance Kitchen and returning to the competition. And then literally oh, no. 90 seconds later, he's out of the competition again. Oh, no. Not laughing at Dale, but laughing at BMW. Like the irony uh, of it. Yeah. yeah prom- the, 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 the promotional package that Top Chef and BMW had worked out. I was like, yeah, you'll sponsor the returning from Last Chance Kitchen. And we'll get this, this promo spot. And, yeah. Um, Gabri's message was about the corn. Um, and he made tacos al pastor with sea bass and multicolored tortillas. Ooh, I I love an al pastor taco. They are my favorite. They are my absolute favorite. Yeah, I had see, I had thought that al pastor were like calling it al pastor, it meant that. Um, it had to be, you know, created in a particular way. Oh, interesting. Uh, like a, or like, or not created in a particular way, but um, I thought that it had to be pork. Um, like all the recipes I've seen for Alpa, so like you know, you're getting a a pork taco. Um, uh, but the but here he's he's substituted in the sea bass. Um, but it was but it was a, a good flavorful. Sub substitution. So um not gonna judge them too hardly. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get like a whole lot of um comments about this, which you know. No. Um Victoire's message was food can change our continent. She made a cassava cannoli with textures of roots, white potato and bacon cream, pineapple and mango sauce. I really love the idea of her making a cannoli, which is like super popular in the country she lives in now, but taking elements of her traditional cooking and kind of combining the two uh this dish just did not really come together for the judges and i you know i think they wanted her to do it a little bit more um traditional she mentioned that uh parts of this is usually fried and they said that they were really missing that element which i i get did you realize when you boil vegetables it just sucks the flavor out i was like i guess i never really 
thought about it, but I knew it, I know it retends, it removes the nutrients. It's a lot better to like you get more nutrition from a you know, fresh vegetable than you know boiling a vegetable. But I agree, it was it was it was. I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of a like food truck street food version of this, which I think the the judges were as well. It seemed like the there was a blandness to some of the elements as well, especially the the cream element. And then there was the part where I think um, uh, Padma had asked, you know, when this is traditionally served, uh, uh, you know, back home, is it a sweet dish or a savory dish? And in which made me think that there was some confusion about like you kind of hear the comment, like we weren't sure what this was trying to be. Mm-hmm. And, and she caught, and, and Victoire did say like in, like in Congo, like it's one of the, I can't remember if it was sweet or savory. And this other, like Ghana, it's the other one. And so like, sometimes it's a sweet dish. Sometimes it's a savory dish. It's almost like you either need to find a way to develop both of those profiles in an interesting way. Like, Oh, this was sweet, but then this was savory or you need to like, I think maybe choose one or the other, but it sounds like they just kind of blended together into something a little bit more neutral. Mm-hmm. I am really glad that Victoire did not go out here. I thought maybe she would be the one to go out. Um, I just feel like she has more to show. And like, I really want, I want her to flourish and I just, I just find what she does is like really interesting and not something we often see on Top Chef. So it's really exciting. Like she was, she was like, she was in the winning team last week on the sandwich challenge. And in the, the week prior to that, she was in the top for both the quick fire and the elimination. It just, mm-hmm. just had this week, she was in the bottom for both. So it just shows, I think this is a group that you're seeing everybody kind of being, you know, up and down, but it's even if there's more, she can show from a cooking perspective. And I want to see that it's just, I just, love the side stories we get from her as well mm-hmm. so glad she is still here um especially just give it again still idea that she just learned english like in the last six months it was like mind-blowing nicole um her message was three it was like her the generations of her family her mother and also the baby she's going to adopt uh she made a turmeric jianbing crepe with green onion pancake and sesame chicken that sounded so good. It it did, and it was. It reminded me. There's a um, there's a restaurant near me uh, called Rome R O A M, uh, which features a lot of uh, like their menu has things from all over the world. Like for instance, their their handheld section. Um, they've got like pork belly bao. They've got kati rolls from India. They've got, uh, but they've got Jin Bing, savory crepe layer with egg, braised pork, pickled onion, black bean paste, et cetera, uh, as a handheld. And I kind of was like, oh, I kind of want to get that. And there's a place near me where I could get it along with like a Singapore-based Maine or a Mexican-based, you know, appetizer. So um, this, this looked really good and I'm surprised it wasn't in the, in the top. But. Yeah, they said that this was like the best dish for hand eating, um, mm-hmm. but it was because of that almost it was a little dry on the outside. Sharbal oh. um, made a really gorgeous dish. So his message was, you know, kind of the Lebanese flag and all of the strife that Lebanon has gone through. He kind of mentioned that like in Lebanon's entire history, that this is kind of like the the worst period for them. Um he made a labna with confit garlic, sitar paste, 
tomato puree, chili oil, and phyllo cracker, and he made his dish the Lebanese flag. And it was just really gorgeous. Um, also, like, would eat, definitely. Yeah, I think Dale's swiping eat dish aspired to be this. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, and they're saying it was like kind of a simple, uh, what would appear to potentially just be a simple, you know, crackers and dip was like he had elevated it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And you know they're very, very impressed. Charbel loves making dip on Top Chef, which yeah. shout out to him. Because wasn't he like the crudite guy in the family? Dinner? Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> um, so Charbel, Amar, and Ali were all in the top three, uh, with Ali winning this challenge. Tom, Victoire, and Dale were in the bottom with Dale heading back to Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah, he boomeranged it. Um, he did. Which it's it's hate to see anybody go but at the same time and that's a little bit of uh uh it's like is that his spot i mean is it yeah. was was it like he went out to last chance kitchen came back went back again um we'll, we'll see what ends up being his ultimate fate but um and if bmw is sponsoring a second return here mm-hmm. if it's going to be there um so yeah, that's it for the episode. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. I was. I was fearful for Victoire. I was not fearful for Tom. I figured Tom was just. We need a third person in there, and he was the one that made the most sense. But the fact that they enjoyed the flavor, I knew he would be safe. I was very confident. I shouldn't say I knew. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Kurt, I have a treat for you this week. You watched Last Chance Kitchen. I watched Last Chance Kitchen. Oh, I, wow. I had multiple people <laughs> reach out to me and be like, Haley, you can you watch know. it on Bravo here. Um, that has never been the case before, to be fair to me. And I don't think you can watch literally anything else on the Bravo website except Last Chance Kitchen. So what did you, th- what did you think? It was, wait, first of all. Did I go back and watch your- the others? Not yet. No, 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 no. I was not, ex- I, not yet. I don't expect you to. Um, is this your first ever Last Chance Kitchen? No, 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 no. It used oh, okay, to be okay. like, readily available on the Food Network Canada website. Got and then it. I would okay. say like three weeks into last season, it just stopped showing them. Got it. Okay. Um, so you saw the unfortunate defeat of Sylvia. Yeah, it's funny that like the first Last Chance Kitchen I've watched for this season is a last chance kitchen I've seen at least three times. We've seen a traditional omelet challenge oh, many okay. times before. So I was a little like, I was a little bored, honestly. 
It was kind of, I was, they, they've seemed to I'm do a, a quick scan of the previous last, the previous LCKs. Um, they've largely kind of stayed away from um, the reason you went home was X. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be your challenge. Uh, you know, there was, there was one where they did it in the, the stadium. And, um, and that one, they still had to uh, use British ingredients in the last chance kitchen. But um, yeah, so, so this was, it was, it was good to see that. Yeah. I, I want to see that again. The one nice thing about this was that they were told they had to make their version of the classic omelet. And and so maybe that gave a little bit more flexibility. But I but also you, feel you, like that's still kind of like they were a little hand tied of like, I, oh, because I feel like Dale almost got shit for being too classic and Sylvia got shit for being too not classic. Like mm, not yeah. traditional. And where Dale's was like, oh, what's your spin on it then? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, which one do you want? Yeah. And I feel even though. I was looking at what Sylvia was doing and it was like, this isn't, do you bake an omelet in the, uh, like, and, and, and yes, it was what the, um, so, so Dale, well, I'll start with Sylvia. Sylvia made an omelet Arnold Bennett. So that was a, a Arnold Bennett was an author in the twenties who stayed frequently at the Savoy hotel and just reading up a little bit on him, like they basically perfected, this version of an omelet to his liking um i couldn't i didn't check to see like well is that typically also you know ended by baking in the oven but i felt a little bit like she was it it felt like it was getting too far away from omelet yeah but but at the same time you know tom did kind of reiterate you know okay this is this is an interesting take so i guess takes are allowed but i felt that because dale's was much closer into traditional I had a feeling Dale was going to win it. And he did, didn't he? Yeah, with his traditional omelet with chives, mushrooms, and brown butter spinach puree. Love me, love me all of that. But yeah, so I would say my first last chance kitchen of the season. Eh, it's not that interesting. Yeah, not that interesting. Although the only upside is that we, we will be getting... Uh, Sylvia commenting for the remainder of Last Chance Kitchen. Uh, a thrill. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, and no, she was uh, like, yeah. "I can't wait to go home." So I was like, "Oh, are we not getting? Are we not getting any commentary?" Oh, hopefully we do. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because they they sent like we don't have uh, Samuel or Dawn or you know any of the other previous peanut gallery folks there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but we're we're down to nine. So that that ever looming restaurant wars is coming up Come in, in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm mean, I'm really interested to see um, when we get to that. Assuming we get, that, I can't see them not doing it. Um, what kind of twist happens? Because I think it was a was a last season in Houston where we had the first kind of open kitchen chef's table sort of yeah. approach to. Um, well, not, yeah. not the first one. It was, like there was they the combined, COVID one. Yeah, they combined the chef's table with like the classic. The whole restaurant. Room. Yeah. Because yeah, the previous year it was just uh, just the kind of chef's table sort of thing. Um, 
So yeah, so looking forward to seeing how Restaurant Wars is or isn't handled in in this international version. Kurt, what did you eat this week? <laughs> I was like <laughs> anticipatingly looking at you asking me that question. Um, well, this was an odd week because I was put on a dietary restriction for a medical procedure I was supposed to have that ended up getting uh, moved uh, last minute. So it was a very unexciting, excuse me, uninspired week. Um, I did you know, my typical uh, soup run yesterday from uh, the 32 Soup Soup Bar. Um, yeah, just unfortunately, it wasn't a very exciting week. So I don't have much to share. I'm thinking ahead to what I'm going to have for lunch today. And there's a there's a brewery, the Mitten Brewery Company here that does a flight of pizzas where you can take any four of their specialty pizzas and have it basically be one pizza in quarters. Oh, so I was I thinking like about that. that. But yeah, we'll 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 see. I, I don't know what I'm craving just yet. Um, but uh yeah, I think I also have a meal kit coming this week. So next weekend, I should have a little bit more to report. Yeah, I wouldn't say I had like the most interesting food week either. Um, I um, I made TikTok pasta again this week because I just I had some cherry tomatoes I needed to use. I had a thing of feta in the fridge and I was like, let's go for it. And it's just so delicious. It is a winning recipe. I It's easy. It's very tasty and would recommend. Um, and Never then, a TikTok recipe. No. Okay. Well, just you, you can feel like this one isn't TikTok. Just like Google TikTok pasta and you can find um, oh, okay. this, like written recipe. I've made a couple things off TikTok, just like something that I'm like, oh, interesting. I like a lot of the um, oh, like cocktail ideas that kind of mm. come into my feed. Um, and then I just want to give a shout out to Pizza Hut. <laughs> I love Pizza Hut and I won't be ashamed. Same. And I don't know if this is a new thing they are offering or if it's just like new in Canada or whatever. They have like this cheesy pull apart bread where it's basically just like cheese filled buns stuck together with more cheese. Is that the one where it's also the crust? No, wait, no, Uh, wait, no. It's just like like I've seen the pull apart cheesy crust, like what you're describing, ringing the pizza, but it could be wrong. Oh, that I, I feel like that does exist. Ours was just in the little box and it was so delicious like i would absolutely just get those but i do i do live i do live pizza hut and um i always get the my box meal where it's just like a little personal pizza and some boneless wings and for like 10 bucks and it's great i did kind of go against everything every like fiber of a being and got a cheeseburger from buffalo wild wings oh um yeah i had like a promo where it was buy a burger get six boneless wings for a buck like okay sure let's do it burger was good uh you know i'm exploring i'm enjoying the i've never had the um my new my new sauce obsession at buffalo wild wings is the thai curry uh, which i which would which i would not have expected normally i'm a garlic parm guy or a spicy garlic or asian zing but i really do like their thai curry um so yeah now you make me want pizza for dinner the pizza you're welcome um and then for lunch uh one of the food trucks in town just opened back up 
and they have a pulled pork poutine and they smoke their own Ooh. pork on site. And so I am very much looking forward to eating that when we are done this podcast. Is, uh, is Ethan picking that up for you? He is, but he ran to the grocery store first to get stuff for dinner. And we're going to have salmon and broccoli to really balance out the day. You've <laughs> <laughs> had a very carb heavy weekend. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, that's it. I've had pizza like three days in a row. I'm not going to lie to anyone, but. No judgment. No judgment. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for the podcast this week. Oh, you have a. Do you, sorry. Do you eat your pizza with your hands? Are you a fork and knife girl? No, I will eat it with my hands, but I try. Like I if you get a party try, I will always pick the pieces with the crust. So I have a little bit to hold. Got it. Got it. Do you dampen your pizza with the, the no, paper towel? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Well, don't say it like this. That's good. I okay. No, I think that's good. Like, and I would say my one qualm with Pizza Hut pizza is those pizzas are always a little greasy on the bottom too. So, like, mm. yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I know this because we did do our twenty twenty pizza cast um, that the, the 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 Beyond Top Chef stream uh, where you. Josh Wiggler and I. Uh, oh my god, and you got so sick. Oh yeah, because I tried eating pizza every day. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that did not go well for me. But uh, I'm trying to remember what kind of crust you prefer, like thin crust, thick like crust. Thick crust. Okay. Yep. There's a. I, I have been more and more drawn to the Detroit style pizza, which, from my understanding, is rectangular and thick crust. Uh, so I may be. Uh, getting something from Jets Pizza for lunch or dinner tonight. It's uh, it's just calling my name. Send me a picture. I mean, you will. You always do. I will. But, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's it. That's it for this week. Pack your knives yeah. and head on out. Oh, wait, wait. Where can people find you on the internet if they want to find you on the internet? I forgot about that. Part. Oh, internet. they can find me at Kurt Clark with two C's. Don't have a lot going on right now, but um, in a couple of weeks, I will be traveling to Montreal for a long weekend. And I don't know if there's going to be any interesting food there, but I am doing, I think, like 15 escape rooms in four days. Oh so, my God. So if you like escape room photos, uh, who wouldn't? Uh, you know, you'll find that on my Instagram feed at Kurt Clark. And I was in Montreal recently. So if you need some hot tips of where to I do have some questions for you. Right. Less food related, more general travel related. Okay, can great. Offline. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at strong underscore. You can check out everything I'm reading at the Strong Library. I've been on a little bit of a reading hiatus after uh, crushing like 10 books in the span of three weeks. And then I was like, mm, four week break. Thank you very much. Um, but I am working my way through one. So the review for that should be up this week. Other than that, check out everything Latanya is doing too. All of her podcasts you can find at LK Starks. So, you know, pack your knives and head on out. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.